0: Hey what's up guys? Welcome back to the pod. And in this episode, we're going to be covering a very important part in regards to marketing. And it's something that some people understand if they're in the marketing space because there's a priority and a hierarchy when it comes to the stages in which that you advertise and how you advertise. And it separates the people that are consistently able to create new offers, launch them and scale them and the ones that are actually able to take an offer and scale it after multiple variations. Versus the people that don't and think that creatives that were made two, three years ago are still going to work now because there's actual market adjustments that are made through your marketing over time and you have to understand when to make those pivots. So we're going to talk about when to use direct response as part of your marketing campaign and when you need to start broadening out and focusing on brand. So there are three levels to marketing overall when it comes to the actual strategy. Now we're going to be covering a lot of direct response in this video, but just picture an upside down triangle with three uh blocks or whatever. The bottom triangle is direct response. Okay. The middle is your performance marketing. And then the very, very top of that triangle is your brand advertising. Okay. Brand advertising we probably all know because we've seen the Coca-Cola commercials with the polar bears every single year, whether it's Super Bowl, Christmas, whatever. It's all feely and it's all just supposed to get in front of people but there's no real return on investment. Now, while that's great for big companies, can't do that if you're just starting out, right? There's only so much money that you have, especially if you're bootstrapping. So that's typically not where people start. They want to actually start in direct response, but over time, they ascend into that second box, which is performance, which is a mix between brand and branded activities and the direct response campaigns. And since because direct response is the bottom portion of the triangle it's where you want to start because everything is then built off of that foundation because a direct response campaign is supposed to be giving you a good roi and enough roi to start expanding and then actually producing a lot of volume so with that said people always ask us when does direct response actually apply uh when does it stop working if i should stop you know how do i actually make these transitions so the first thing to think about is when you're doing direct response that has to be your best performing ROI campaign. And so an example of that is just to talk about the pain points and then present the solution. A lot of ads that we actually see, eugenics, Bluetooth, stuff like that, that are male enhancement uh, pills. Hey, do you have low T? Hey, do you have this? Or they're subliminally saying it because they have a girl on the ad or whatever the case is. Then you need this pill because it lasts longer, makes me last longer, ha- makes me have a great time, blah, 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 blah. That's an example of a direct response campaign because, hey, you have this problem and this insecurity. Here's the solution, buy the thing. That's a direct response campaign. It's the same thing in the service business where, hey, do you not have ads that are working right? We're an ad agency, buy from us, apply now. That's the same type of logic. And so you wanna build different types of direct response campaigns because that will keep the lights on for people that are in market. Looking for that solution, looking for that problem to be solved, those are your easiest customers. Then when you start to scale, as Lois and I have a lot of experience in, it starts to blend into direct response components while building brand components. And you do that through media. So Lowe, so why don't we talk about the components of performance because at the end of the day, you're promoting media in a belief system and you know a lot about that from scaling a lot of e-com offers. So can you highlight that a little bit more about how performance really works?
1: Yeah, I, I think that kind of like the the best pocket to live in is is always performance, right? Especially now in, in this day and age, uh, direct response Always works, but it used to be. I I didn't think brand was a thing. I was like, yeah, who cares? Like I can just be good at like writing offers, crafting ideas, and then running ads. But no one trusts anybody anymore, and that's that's just the truth, right? Like you don't know if you're looking at a Shopify store that's real or if it's just some sort of drop shipping or who is this person. So there's a lot of verification that needs to happen nowadays, and so we kind of think about starting with almost performance. In, in, as fast as possible because you do need brand and brand right now, uh, depending on the stage that you're in, uh, unless you're Apple or you know Budweiser, it, it's just reminding you it's posi- they're paying for positioning and reminding you and staying kind of like top of mind in your head. But if you're just starting out or you're kind of scaling up, You have to do something that you will probably quantify as intangible with a lack of return on your investment, but it's a longer time horizon, right? Which is the brand play. It is content marketing. It is going to cost you. It is PR. It's positioning that right now doesn't get you a one-to-one or a return in general, but it's... I look at it as a savings account. Your checking account, your daily draws, boom, boom, boom. That's going to come from direct response. Your savings account is going to compound if you keep putting things inside of it, right? And so when you have them both together, you have a big account in general. And that's what we're trying to create. We're trying to create a big account. We're trying to spend 20 dollars dollars $40,000 a day, not a month, right? You can, you can spend $20,000, $30,000 a month almost by starting a, a, an idea or a business, not you know, uh, but $20,000, $30,000 k a day marries these two things together because you're gonna get verified on Google, you're gonna get verified on Instagram, on all social platforms, you're gonna get looked at in like price matched on Amazon, speed and efficiency of these things, right? And so if you don't have everything, you don't have that ecosystem, you're actually making at this stage of where we are with ads and media, uh, you're making the direct response system work less efficiently. And it's because people are now inclined to immediately look at something, like it, put it on a tab, immediately open up another tab to go to the socials or go to amazon or go somewhere else to see if it's there to validate that oh it's real to see if it's cheaper to see more about it right and so you have to start investing in both almost as fast as you can simultaneously but understand that you're really looking at blended uh, return on ads now because you cannot say like oh well this, this podcast that I created or this this just content that I'm putting out and spending money on is giving me exact numbers. But when you do that and you're retargeting and you connect with more and you, you create a sense of peace and serenity in the person's mind of confidence, that is an intangible that is tangibly actually producing a result for you. Yeah, just because you can't see it right away doesn't mean that it isn't working, especially
0: digital. It's in the internet. It's in this ether that you can't actually see who's on the other side of it. You can see what their attributes are maybe and what, you know, gender maybe, but you don't know who that person actually is until they come through the ecosystem, whether that's an order on an e-commerce site or that's an application on one of your offers and people shadow follow people, shadow watch your stuff all the time, just to see if you're legit and showing up. That's another thing too. Like, uh, we have some of our companies that, we have some that you know service more high ticket individuals and more people that are looking more towards the investment side. They wanna look at LinkedIn. They wanna look at PitchBook. They wanna look at the things that actually validate the company instead of just the personal brand. But then the other side, they'll validate the personal brand if you're showing up on TikTok, if you're showing up on Instagram, Facebook, et cetera. So you kind of have to have both, some for the company and some for you. And for a lot of coaches, consultants, et cetera, maybe they just stay on one lane. They just continue to do the reels thing. but They don't go wide. They don't get that distribution wide. And just because you know, maybe you work with 18 to 19, 20 year olds, whatever the case is, doesn't mean that they're not on YouTube, doesn't mean that they're not on Rumble now, or doesn't mean that they're not on different platforms. And so you never know where that content's going to get pieced up or where that content's going to get consumed. So the more that you can establish that brand wider, the paid ads are only going to work better. Like, there's no way that if you have a great personal brand, content, da, da 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 or even an e-commerce brand showing up and showing content like Red Bull does where it shows the experience, what it means to be part of Red Bull, etc. then you run paid ads behind that with an offer, whatever the case. There's no way it doesn't work better. It's just a matter of you changing your mindset on the investments that are being made. So blend all that cost together between ads, media, and organic and the team members helping you with organic to determine what the actual ROI is. And that's what separates the personal brands that make a lot of money or the e-commerce brands that make a lot of money versus the ones that don't and it's that blend of performance so you got
1: to bootstrap it sometimes and you got to play both sides yeah it's almost like it's performance branding yeah you know what i mean because uh ads are kind of like a faucet you can turn them on you can you can pour it in or you can have it dripping right and you can shut it off and then there's nothing there but content and brand is like a river like if it's there it's just going to continue to flow Right. It might go fast for micros, but it's always flowing, even if you're not paying attention to it. So many times we've had people be like, man, I've known you for years. Like, what do you what do you mean? You know, but because of that flowing river of content and, and brand and positioning. Right. The only thing that you always have is going to be you. So you might as well put as much emphasis in yourself, your brand, your systems, uh, your story. Even if you're doing e-commerce, I tell a lot of people tell the story and build a brand through that instead of just expecting a very boring social media page that no one wants to really follow. They want to follow people. They want to follow the passion. They want to follow the journey. They're voyeuristic. And so combining these will create a performance brand experience. Yeah, absolutely. They want to join something.
0: They want to feel like they know you a lot of times before they even transact with you. So guys, investing in the brand is super, super important. We invest a lot into our own personal brands. We help our clients invest into their own personal brands with content and stuff like this. But simultaneously, we're running the paid ads, we're running the direct response stuff. And the whole goal of the business overall and most businesses is to become that media business so that way they can get more attention and do that. So when you have a longer term mindset on why you do content, why you're even doing ads and why you're actually in business in the first place, the longer term mindset that you have and the longer term uh, fixated decisions that you make are the ones that actually will start to compound and make the investment in the journey worthwhile. So with that said, guys, Hope that provided some clarity on when you should start doing performance versus when you should start doing brand. You should probably start on both of those right away. But with that said, guys, we'll talk to you soon. If you like this video and you like this podcast episode, go ahead and like, subscribe, share with a friend or family member and start creating some content. Y'all start building those personal brands.